Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. question for you what is that have the raptors lost since we last talked they have not no they continue to just win so i cannot but not be good that's true first place in the nba undefeated in the month of november really only one loss that's on the road without Kawhi. to be fair to the bucks they also didn't have Giannis, so that feels like, you're leaving out some information if you just say without Kawhi, but I'm going to stick with it and tell people undefeated with Kawhi and undefeated at home, the Raptors are looking good. They're looking fantastic. And, I mean, they just keep on looking better and better. Um, it's, uh, it, and, and, I mean, you know, they were playing, uh, I mean, since we last talked, they've really only played two games, uh, three games, I guess, technically, if you count the Jazz. But, uh, really, I mean, the, the, the Kings are a streaky team, right? And they're, the, the, that win was nice, and then obviously the Knicks was kind of a laugher. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think this team is just, is just gelling, and it's, it, it's very, very, very great to watch. Well, I'll ask you, where would you like to start? Do you want to start with the Jimmy Butler news? As we know that impacts Raptors in multiple ways, we have a column at raptorsrapture.com written by uh, one of our lovely contributors talking about the Jimmy Butler deal. Or would you like to just kind of get into the last kind of two weeks? Last week we talked about our three biggest surprises. Really haven't talked about the Raptors kind of play as of late in a while. Mm. Which one do you want to get into first? Oh, let's get into Jimmy Butler because I was in the middle of a – 
family function before that Knicks game when when our uh, Raptors Rapture Slack started going crazy, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And I felt, and I was I was in the middle of a conversation with somebody, and I felt the vibrations going off in my pocket, and I was like, "What is going on?" And then I was like, "Oh," and then I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." So, so yeah. Okay, I guess I'll ask you then. What's your initial thoughts? I mean. At first, at first, when I first thought about it, I was like, and and I actually, speaking of said Slack channel, I said right in that Slack channel, I said, oh well, this brings them right back into it. But, you know, thinking about it a little bit more, it's a, it's really an interesting move for the Philadelphia 76ers, I think. Yes, they brought in another premier scorer and and, and you know a good defender as well, but um, did they perhaps give up too much? Um, did they perhaps, you know, limit themselves a little bit because, or are they underestimating some of Ben Simmons limitations as well? I mean, I, I I mean, I got to assume they know that he's not a very good shooter, um, from outside of the paint. (laughs) They probably figured it out. Yes. (laughs) I, I would hope so. So what does that really mean like 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 my as i think about it more i'm trying to think of well where especially where does your spacing go to right and could the raptors or any other team really theoretically even play a zone against against this team for long stretches i mean it is technically possible because of the way that this team is now set up but for me the 76ers have now become a very slash get into the paint, get run out sort of team. Um, has, the, has their defense improved? Probably. But I mean, a lot of their, a lot of their spacing is now gone with Saric and Covington. And I mean, another little tidbit is that, uh, at least for me anyway, is that man, the Raptors front office got a better player for a much, for a much lower price, at least in terms of players and picks and in the package as a whole. So uh, yeah, I think you know, I think for me, the Raptors are still looking like in there in a good spot, and I don't know if this moves the dial the dial enough for Philly to bring them back into that conversation of being in the top three with uh, the Bucks, the Raptors, and uh, the Celtics. Yeah, my my first, it's kind of funny. Uh, right before the trade, I believe the day of, maybe the day before, I was talking to a friend about it. And he asked if the 76ers were going to get Jimmy Butler. And I said, I didn't think that the fit was great. Um, it's a little clunky between the two of them when you talk about Simmons and Butler both handling the ball a lot. Butler does, I mean, he shoots the ball well enough. It's not like he's a minus there. He's not Mark Fold, So he'll help in that regard. As far as does it make him better, yes, I even if the fit isn't great, I think the talent upgrade of Jimmy Butler compared to Robert Covington, Dario Sarge is so good that you take a downgrade and fit in order to upgrade your talent. Long term, I don't believe this was the right play. They they blew any chance of signing anyone this offseason with their cap space, adding Jimmy Butler, and at least to my knowledge, I'll, I, I had... To be honest, I'll have to give it a deeper look to see if they can still add another giant piece this offseason. In the long term, I'm not sure it helps them. In the short term, the pure talent upgrade, I believe, is enough to overcome the fit issues that they'll have, which I do think exist. 
I think that, uh, you know, they're especially uh, let's take the Raptors into account because that's really who we're worried about and how this affects. I still think it puts the Raptors in really good position, especially from a defensive perspective. Um, if it was me, I would still leave Kawhi on Ben Simmons. And I think the reason why is because you have a lot of versatile defenders on the, uh, on the team, but if you can limit Ben Simmons, uh, uh, productivity, uh, you're gonna you're gonna be in really good shape, I think, against uh, against the 76ers. And I and, and and you know I just think that a you know a premier defender like Kawhi can really give Simmons fits, and we've already seen it happen, right, in the first game that they played against them. So I mean, from a defensive perspective, I'm not I, I'm not as worried I'm not as worried about it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what uh you know if jimmy butler can affect someone like Kawhi at all i i, I think on defense um I, i'm actually a little bit more worried about the 76ers than perhaps on the offensive end well to me you lose robert covington who was second team all defense last year you also lose dario Saric, who individually is not a great defender but what this philly team always had is they were so big when they ran out Saric, and Simmons, Covington, Foltz. That's a huge lineup. And mm-hmm. being big helps you in kind of hidden ways that you don't see a lot. Just you're you're long everywhere. It's annoying to play against driving into the lane. You get more rebounds. All these little things, being big helps you with. They lose some of that now. As I'm, I haven't really seen what their starting lineup will look like now without it. I'm assuming that they will go ahead and move – J.J. Redick into the starting lineup to give them a little extra shooting. They'll probably give Wilson Chandler some more run here. Larry uh, Landry Schmidt from Wichita State, a Fred VanVleet teammate, will also get some extra run. This team, I, I think they're more dangerous this season. Like you said, I believe defensively the Raptors still are more than capable of managing up with them. Joel Embiid still presents a matchup problem as he does for 29 other teams in the NBA. Uh If anything, you restricted the spacing and they're going to shift Embiid out more to the outside, which might work into the Raptors' advantage because the more you keep him away from the hoop, I think the bigger plus it is for Toronto. Yeah, and I think they have to do that with uh, just with the sort of lineups that they're going to have to run. it's it, it's interesting too because they have a lot of ball dominant guards now too. Um, I wonder if this kills a little bit of their ball movement and they're and they're gonna get caught maybe in some one on one situations where they where they're relying on either Butler or uh, Embiid to make something happen and 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 kind of create for themselves. So it's it's an interesting fit. Uh, I find it interesting too that. Philly has basically gotten a commitment from uh, the Raptors as well. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because what does this do to Kawhi's, you know, future plans? Because obviously there was a lot of people who were assuming that he was going to team up with Jimmy Butler, but that doesn't seem like it might be a case now. So, I mean, again, we can, all, we can only speculate of what's going on in Kawhi's head, but who knows? I mean, that's just another it's another piece that he could have teamed up with that is now off the market. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, that was something that you kind of looked at as a potential two people that could go to the L.A. Clippers. Now it's looking like if he is going to team up with someone, especially with Kyrie Irving committing, 
it's more than likely going to have to be Kevin Durant, which that would be <clears throat> a frightening thing to see those two teamed up, but it's certainly far from even, you know, a probability at this point, more than a possibility. For the 76ers, if I asked you right now, what do you think their chances of winning the East were before the trade and after the trade, what would you say? Uh, I would say before the trade, winning the East, maybe uh, maybe like 23%, just slightly below half, because since it's really kind of a four-horse race, uh, but I had to put them a little bit lower. And to be honest with you, I would still perhaps keep it at 23, 24%. I, to be honest with you, I don't know if it moves the dial enough for me to get so excited or so interested in it. Um, I mean, it's going to depend on how they play, right? And uh, But I just really worry that they are not going to be able to create enough firepower and enough and enough easy buckets unless they're in run-out situations. Do you think the chances of Marco Fultz being dealt have went up at all? Oh, I think definitely. I think I think I think Markel Fultz's value has gone down quite a bit uh, recently, and has and 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 I think now even more so with the 76ers, just because of his limitations, especially with his shot and where and and teams are going to know that if the 76ers start shopping him around, that's the reason why, right? Is because he's not spacing the floor enough, and he's not going to provide them with that extra. Uh, bit of spacing that they need from him yeah to me he's he's a classic buy low candidate and it's a real swing for the home run fences but with his upside i i would be surprised if somebody doesn't try to make a play on him if there's a team that makes sense and if they're willing to really shop him and i'm not sure if they are really committed to the long-term future of the 76ers or if they see this window and want to go get it now the move for jimmy butler suggests that it's the latter, but the price might have just been low enough that they thought the Jimmy Butler made, deal made sense, and they still have their eyes on the long and short term. Yeah, it's interesting. The whole trust the process thing just kind of went out the window with this move. Well, you know, at some level, you have Joel Embiid, who's a top 15 player in the NBA. You have Ben Simmons, who's, you know, if right and put in the right situation, I believe a top 25 player in the NBA. You don't know how Embiid's health is going to last throughout his career. You don't know if Simmons is going to stay through his entire career. At some level, go make yourself a contender right now, and maybe you're not really a contender yet, but post-Warriors, and there's a very good chance this is the last run for the Warriors. There's nobody, I think, that is clear-cut ahead of the 76ers as far as you talk about the next three to four years. And hey, I mean, going back, speaking of the Warriors, going back to your uh, Kevin Durant comment, uh, maybe Drake has just been hanging out with the Warriors and playing 4D chess all along, and him and Kawhi are going to team up in Toronto, right? No, you never know. Yeah, if if he wants to come to Toronto, I believe that they can make that work. So let's talk about the Raptors. The Raptors, mm-hmm. so we didn't really talk about their last slate of games too much we focused on the three biggest surprises of the team since that loss in milwaukee toronto is six and zero. they have beaten up on some we'll say you know struggling teams that the knicks aren't going to be good this season the kings have gotten off to a hot start i don't think they're a good team 
The Phoenix Suns are really bad. The Utah Jazz without Donovan Mitchell are not good. And the Lakers are up and down at this point in the season. Granted, you had a four-game West Coast trip in there, so that's nice to get the win. What what has stuck out for you among these wins against some lesser teams? Well, I think um, I think first the uh, you know going back again to the Philadelphia 76ers, that bounce back game against the 76ers was was really nice to see because that was on the back end of a back to back. And um, I think uh, I think they really put together a fantastic performance against the 76ers. The defense was really uh, in sync and together. And, and as I mentioned before, too, Kawhi was really giving uh, Ben Simmons a lot of trouble and a lot of and a lot of fits. And Simmons had, you know, Simmons per- gives a lot of turnovers anyway. But, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I find it interesting, too, that as uh, you know, a lot of people are hyping up, oh, it's the first Western Conference uh, sweep or road trip sweep in Raptor history. But, I mean, in ter- like you said, in terms of those wins, not the best. However, I mean, we will uh, – I will say that the uh, Lakers win was pretty nice because, again, it was without Kawhi. And um, and that was that was really impressive. A weird injury, weird injury for Kawhi, but uh, I still understand – his hesitation, you can still even see hesitation with someone like Gordon Hayward, right? He's still trying to get completely comfortable with his body. And uh, that is uh, that is an important thing. To be honest with you, I actually might even consider that uh, Lakers win the most impressive one out of all of them. And I think just because, uh, again, you know, front end of a back-to-back this time, but game without Kawhi uh, on the road in the West. And, 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 and I mean, again, too, right? Kawhi. For Kawhi, it doesn't matter, but for the rest of the Raptors team, LeBron in their heads, you know, has had their number and LeBron and, and they, they were able to sneak, get out of there with a great win, right? And, and a really dominating performance. And that was also the game where they, what, what was that the game where they had that unbelievable start where they were just dominating? Yeah. With, with, that was yeah, the Lakers game. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Lakers game, right? And that was, that was just also very impressive. So. Um, yeah, I think for me, I think for me, out of all the games, the Lakers one is the most impressive, and the Knicks one's least impressive because, man, the Knicks, they, they just, they, they just don't, they just don't look like a team that knows what they want to be, and they're just a little all over the place. Yeah, some things never change. Uh, when you say the best win, I, you're talking Sands, Philadelphia 76ers, correct? Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. I should have said the best uh, uh, win on that road trip. Yeah, yeah. The the Knicks win, to be honest, I kind of were sleepwalking in the beginning. That happens in the matinee start. Uh, yeah. To his credit in the group slag, Jordan asked over under 16 points on the game. I took the under just because in those matinee starts, you know, these guys are preparing to play every day at 7.30 p.m., 8 o'clock p.m., not ready to play at three, you know. It'd be like asking you to go into your work four hours early. You're not going to be as sharp as you typically are. So they got away with the win, and, you know, the Knicks were playing under the same set of circumstances, so I don't want to totally write that off. However, yeah, the the 76ers win is the big one to me. They look dominant in that performance. They, Kawhi Leonard on Ben Simmons is just a complete, utter shutdown when you saw it. And if he can't do things now, obviously their entire team structure changed with the addition of Jimmy Butler, which we just talked about for a long time there. But 
if he can take away Ben Simmons like that, that's the biggest thing I've gained from this entire six-game win streak. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think if – I mean, I mean, I mean, and Kawhi can really do that. Like, it is such a treat to watch him defensively because he he just shuts people down, and he does it in such, like, a calm way. It's, it's, just his positioning is almost exactly perfect, um, which is uh, – it's just so nice to see. And for me, I just think that uh, this this Raptors team really can compete with the East. It will be really interesting to see them play the Bucks again. And um, just because just because I want to see how they do with Giannis in there. And I feel like and, and I mean that 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 Bucks loss was not the best game for the Raptors for sure. But uh, one thing one thing that is I think noticeable over these six games has been really the consistency of the team. I think that Sands maybe that Knicks Knicks game um, and maybe perhaps one of the other games on the road trip too. They've been getting out to much better starts, which I think has really helped the team calm down and uh, and just find its find its place within the game. Because you know, there's always that you you never want the game to get away from you, right? You always want to have the momentum, have the control, and uh, continuously too. Nick Nurse uh, calls timeouts at almost the exact time when I would call a timeout and I mean not saying I'm Nick Nurse or anything like that but <laughs> but 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 you know you can feel you, you can feel that momentum changing and he calls that timeout which I think is great which I also think is really interesting with them playing the Pistons this week to see where uh, who, who you, you know when the timeouts are called right and to see if the Raptors are up 20 if Dwayne Casey will call a timeout right like who knows like like, like you never know but I think that consistently Nick Nurse is showing that he has his team prepared um, and they really, they are really understanding the game plan. They're really, you know, I noticed too that with very three point shooting teams, very teams that like to shoot the three and are relying on that. They're chasing off the line a little bit more um, and their defensive scheming has been really, really impressive. I think. I agree. Uh, just kind of to pump the brakes here on the excitement, because I always have to be, that person I do want to point out to everybody who's very excited. The Raptors actually have a slightly worse point or slightly worse net rating this season than they did last year. And their point differential is a little bit worse. So as great as they've been playing, it's not, you know, we're so short-sighted in these things. We think, Oh my gosh, the Raptors are playing so much better than they ever have. And they, and they are better than they were last year and they're playing better than they were last year. But it, I don't believe that it's a significant margin when you compare this team to last year's team. Now, we'll see with an upcoming stretch here against some less than stellar opponents if that net rating increases even more. But I do want to point out that at least at this point in the season, their net rating is actually slightly worse than last year and that this team is very comparable as far as plus minus to last season's team. Yeah, and I think I think that's that's important to point out too. I think for me though, the the quality of the wins is just is just better than last year. Again, not again, and I think it's a good thing to point out that don't get overly excited, right? Because again, long season anything can happen and uh, you know, the stats don't lie. But I think just for me the the quality of the wins is a little bit better and the poise of the team is much better than it was last year. Yeah, the defense feels more translatable to an NBA environment 
or I'm sorry, a postseason environment there, obviously, and an NBA environment. But yeah, the the defense feels more translatable. The offense has more firepower. The team hasn't been healthy all year, and you still are seeing with this record. So obviously, this team's playing better. But I I just did want to point that out that you know last year things were going pretty well. As you know, it's not <laughs> like they were a bad team last year. So as everybody yeah. is so so enthused with the season as they should be. Something I want to throw out to you, I've been watching the games, and this is, to me, more a discussion point than something I have a strong belief in. What would you do if Nick Nurse decided to go with Serge Ibaka as a full-time starting center? I think I think I would be okay with it. And I think the reason why is because, you, you know, Nurse seems to really value uh, chemistry amongst all the rotation players, right? And and everybody and everybody having to play with everybody. But I think that you know we talk a lot about the bench bomb mentality and how great it was last year, but in the playoffs it failed, right? And I still think that you can value in game rotations and have that be you know unpredictable, but. I think starting the game with some predictability is is okay because then players can kind of really know their role, know how they're going to prepare for the day, um, and, and and even prepare pregame, right? Because you, you you would change that up based on whether you were going to be on the floor in two minutes or if you had to wait a little long, wait a little longer. Also, I think the other thing is that it, you know teams might switch up their rotations a little bit, which might give. JV some other opportunities to stay on the floor longer because JV, while he's been like mega efficient, he also, you know, he, he, he could be due to play a few more minutes, but again, he's so matchup dependent that it, 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 you know, it changes. I think I would be okay with it though, but at the same time, I'm also all right with nurse doing what he's doing because I mean, I mean, he's really just signaling to the other team, like, Hey, we can match up with you either way. Right. It's something where, nurses around the team and he has the better feel on everybody's moods and opinions on things if if you start to get the situation where players are craving a role that they can come into every day in a in a set thing then you go ahead and make that you make that switch if it's something where starting jv every handful of games is something you need to do to keep him engaged you do that so i wouldn't have a problem with it either way i just from the outside, it feels like they're ready to just move forward with Serge Ibaka as a starter. With that being said, I totally understand if, for morale purposes, you want to throw JB a bone by giving him a couple starts every handful of games. Yeah, yeah, and I think and I think that's important too because JB's still a big piece of this team, right? And uh, and I mean, again, like I just mentioned, like I think that he's like I mean he's playing super efficiently. Um, it's it's pretty impressive the numbers that he's putting up in the short amount of time that he's playing. I totally agree. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up with you. So today I wrote, or actually late last night I wrote, hey, three takeaways coming from the New York Knicks game. One of the mm-hmm. things I noted was a return to the bench mob. So uh, the five-man bench, uh, all five-man bench unit played 17 minutes against the New York Knicks and had a 24.5 net rating. Me and you have both been pretty big advocates of the integration of the bench unit into the starting lineup and kind of working through players. 
what do you think about the return of the bench mob and it being so successful last night or yesterday? I think I think that it's a luxury that you can go to. Um, you know, I would hate to see it be the norm, especially since in the bigger games that the Raptors have played, they've been successful with integrating players. Now, the bench mob might have fallen off because the bench mob was really injured <laughs> and, uh, and and continues to be. It's also interesting that you know that that net rating and 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 the statistics were higher without Norman Powell. Uh, sorry, Norman, about your injury, but it, that that's what the stats say. For me, for me, I think that you know it, it is a luxury though in games like like the Knicks where you don't have to rely on bringing out Kawhi and Lowry in the fourth quarter or anything crazy like that, right? Like you can just really allow the uh, rely on the team and trust that 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 they're going to get it done. So for me, I don't want to see it be the norm. I think the I think you know the hockey rotations just don't work in basketball in the NBA today. I just think that. You know, being being that predictable makes the team make, gives the other team a, a game plan, right, and makes it really easy for them to match up with you. Being unpredictable and not kind of not knowing what's going to happen next, uh, or or not letting the the other team know what's going to happen next, is a much more valuable skill. And again, if this team is is all in, which it is, then they need to they need to continue to think as if every game is a playoff game because they're going to be playing the same team at least at least four times so you have to do that i i agree with you it's it's not about what works right now it what it's what works in the postseason and i agree with nick nurse to go to the bench mob in order to kind of inject some life in a game that just looked to be honest the first half of that game was just pretty dreadful so to go with the bench mob to kind of throw some life into this game, I get it. It kind of reminds me of, and this is an odd comparison to make, but when you have a quarterback who ran the read option throughout all of college and you do it a little bit in the NFL in order to kind of get him in a rhythm and get him set, you can't be living as a read option quarterback in the NFL, but you could run a couple plays and kind of get him moving with that. As far as this bench mob unit, you can't continue to run all five bench mob teams but if this gets them to play a little bit better gets them feeling good about themselves and then you start to work in integration with the starters then that works for you as a team yeah definitely definitely i think that uh you know we our biggest advantage is our depth right and that's going to be a huge advantage come the playoffs if if that team is deep or if our team is deep with chemistry and if the raptors are deep are deep have deep chemistry and they and everybody can play with everybody then then you really almost have seven to eight starters right and 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 a really fantastic bench so i mean i I, nurse is really is really growing on me more and more quickly and it's just because he's really just doing the right things and and just being very impressive about it so let's look forward here to the next Mm -hmm. couple sets of games so mm-hmm. coming up, we have the Pelicans, which are about a 500 team at this point. The Pistons, led by Coach Dwayne Casey, about a 500 team. The Boston Celtics, who have, I mean, quote-unquote struggled. They're still one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, and I believe the Raptors' biggest challenge in the East. Then it is just a poop factor of games. You have the Chicago, yeah. 
the Chicago Bulls, the Orlando Magic, Atlanta Hawks, Washington Wizards. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm relatively confident if we took the Raptors, Raptors staff, we could win one of those five games. Yep. Um, yep. One of those four games, sorry. But, yeah, I mean, that's just – if you talk about improving that net rating, if you can't do it in that stretch, I'm not sure when you can do it. However, the three, <laughs> the, th- the three games before that to me are interesting. The Pelicans with Anthony Davis, and he's been banged up here, we'll see if he can play, presents such a matchup problems. And Pascal Siakam is maybe one of the better players you can put, but Anthony Davis is just so talented. and They're going to be a great team. However, I think everybody's kind of looking forward to Boston here. And what, is your, what are your thoughts on the Boston series? Yeah. Oh, you know, I think, I think the Raptors need to be prepared because – Boston, as you mentioned, has been struggling, and and their their struggles are are, are kind of interesting to me. I think it, I, you know, you know, you watch it, and you and they're good for stretches, but they the, the the teams are scoring a little bit easy on them, and they're they're not getting off as easy shots as you would think. Um, I I would never blame Hayward because there's just the fact that he's back playing at all is is fantastic, but he still looks a little step slow, and and, 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 and I mean if I'm if I'm him I'm thinking that's okay, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm just through games right now and and, and doing that and, and doing that sort of stuff. But um, you know I you know right now Tatum's probably been their best player, uh, most consistent player I would say, and. Um, and uh, you know you can even see the frustrations boiling over a little bit when Kyrie threw the ball into the into the crowd. So um, it's I would I mean if I if, if I'm the Boston Celtic management I'm not hitting the panic button or anything. But there's certainly there's certainly kinks in the armor that need to be that need to be figured out. And and if I'm but but again like if I'm the Raptors right Celtics are struggling a little bit but they're at home. And that, and they want to defend that home court. They know that they know that the, their city has high expectations on them. So for them to come in and to put up another clunker like they did the first time they played the Raptors, I think would be unacceptable. So they're gonna they're 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 gonna get the Celtics' best shot. And the and uh, I mean Kawhi also hasn't played many road games, and this will probably be the most rambunctious environment that he's been in so far and the most intimidating environment so so far at least this season i know he's been in in worse over his career but i mean again when you haven't been in it in a while it's still it's still that still means something so i still am going to take the raptors to win i still think that boston has to put together a little bit better of a stretch um but uh i think i i think it'll be closer and i think boston's going to give them a really good uh really good run it's a front end of a back-to-back. I really hope that they let Kawhi play. Uh, I'll be really disappointed if they sit him out in order to get him right for the Chicago Bulls the following day. <laughs> it, it, it's a Friday night primetime game. Yep. And just selfishly, I want to watch him play the Boston Celtics. So we'll see if that happens. I I at least hope they want to kind of ramp him back into action. So we'll see him matched up and you know it it will be it should be an even better matchup than the early boston Celtics series which was you know really close game all the way throughout and i think one of the best games of the year in the nba so far so 
as much as we talk about the 76ers and the Bucks are on the rise, I still believe that Raptors, Celtics is the two top teams in the Eastern Conference battling it out. And it will be fun to see on Friday, you know, who takes round two. It's it's at Boston. Boston needs it more. They're a little bit kind of – this game matters more to them than it does Toronto, in my opinion. So we'll see if Toronto can get a victory. It will be a hard-fought game in either way. I'm looking forward to kind of not only the game as a whole, but the little things that you kind of can steal and grab and information you can get from just those four matchups that you have during the regular season. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, you know it is a little unfortunate that two of these matchups will have already happened by the end of the week. Yeah, it, it's really weird. Uh, I <clears throat> I wrote a little bit about the 76ers and Celtics. I believe that the Celtics and 76ers we don't have a game with either of them in March or April. So that's a mm-hmm. little weird to me that those teams theoretically all battling for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. And now we throw the Bucks in, but coming into the season, it seemed like those three were going to be the three best teams, and you don't have them face at all in March. was a little yeah. odd to me, but, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of things that go into the NBA season. You know, factoring in just a couple matchups seems a little a little short-sighted to me to criticize. So, But it will be interesting to see them face the Boston Celtics, and I'm looking forward to what we can grab as far as little information. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, for me, uh, in my Dwayne Casey hate, I'm, I'm also very <laughs> much looking forward to the Wednesday game. I want to see a beatdown on the <laughs> on the Detroit Pistons, and I want it to be. And you know what? If if it is a beatdown, I'm giving all the credit to Nick Nurse because I know Nurse is a little salty at Dwayne Casey right now. And uh, Mike, I don't know, I don't know if you know, but MLSE has this. Uh, or his rock is still there. His pound the rock thing is is still in the building. Mm, I did and not. So, yeah. So I hope they I hope they give it to him and put it on the bus or something like that, so they can get it out of there. But yeah, the rock is still in the building. All right, man. I think that covers us for this week. Thank you very much for joining me. Yeah. No. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.